Welcome to Go Mission, a monthly program on the V Generation podcast designed to highlight amazing accounts of gospel advance and equip you to join Jesus in his Go Mission. Hello once again. I'm Mark Gilmore here with our Go Mission podcast. And it's a privilege for me to sit here today with Matthew Patnod of Worldview Ministries, a Bible translation work that has um, partnered with the Lord in some really awesome gospel advance through Bible translation. And uh, as I have gotten to know Brother Matthew here, um, he's got an incredible story, and uh, he has a, um, uh, a just a unique story. Uh, love for languages and a skill in them. And as we get started here, I just want to ask you, Brother Matthew, how uh, how did you find out that you love languages? Uh, well, my folks went to China as missionaries when I was 12. And I think learning another language in that way as a child um, and having two languages then and just broadened my mind uh, to the fact that languages were a real um, interesting thing to me. And when I was 16, we lived in Harbin, in China, and I was wandering the halls of, um, I'm a bookworm, to say the least, and so I was in the main university library there, and I saw this book with a topic called linguistics. And so I borrowed that book, and I started digging in that, and I said, this is just awesome. I was interested in Russian as well. I studied Russian for five years, but had no one to practice with, so I don't speak it today. But I studied Russian, I studied uh, some Japanese, and, and just, just figured out there was a world of uh, language out there that was just waiting to be discovered, and, uh, and just I've, I've loved it ever since. So you were a teenager. I know we've got a, a whole bunch of teenagers listening here. who Some of them might be discovering that they like, languages as well. Um, how could you encourage them in that discovery? Well, uh, in our modern world of technology, there are so many ways to learn languages. Some languages are easier to get to than others, um, but if you want to learn Chinese, there are so many apps to learn. There's so many online programs. It just uh, There's a wide open uh, opportunity now to learn language, I, and in fact, to practice with native speakers. There are apps that you can open up and, and uh, say you want to practice and uh, it actually connects with a native speaker in that language that happens to be up the wow. same time you are, and you can practice directly with them. And then there's Duolingo, there's Memrise, there's all sorts of things like that. Each app, each app and program kind of has its own strengths and weaknesses. You can't just use one, but um, the, the tools out there are amazing now to, to learn a language for God's glory, of course. Yeah, yeah, and... And sometimes it's to reach your friend, your neighbor down the street. People are traveling the world. Uh, I would think that that's probably where a young person might first be exposed to another language just by someone moving into their neighborhood or their school. And that can be intimidating when someone's speaking another language. They have a different accent. And how, 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 could, how could kids take that moment to learn a language or to maybe bridge into another life? Yeah. Uh, that's really important one. I think God is bringing the mission field to us as Americans. There's so many people from around the world in our own neighborhoods. 
and that is changing our society and, and outlook of people. But it's an, such an open door, and it's e- even as a young person, yeah, find a way to meet those young people, find a way to learn their language, and it's absolutely worth it because just the, the door opens up not only for you to, to um, uh, serve the Lord in that way, that's first and foremost, but, man, the Lord will bless you with uh, just an experience like, like no other. Yeah. Uh, now, could, I don't, can you think of a tip? You, you obviously had to do that when you were in China. Um, and uh, what, you know, how did, was there any cool thing you did to just help you learn that language alongside of other Chinese speakers? What, I mean, what mindset or what, uh, what, um, what did you do? You write down lists or you draw pictures or what, how did you? Well, my situation was a little bit unique for Chinese. Uh, I had a Chinese teacher who was an older lady who spoke absolutely no English. And I was in her home for eight hours out of every week. And then I practiced with kids out on the street and everything. So the Lord might not give you that. Total immersion, you would call that. Oh, yes, that was total immersion. Uh, and the Lord might not give you that opportunity, but take the opportunities you can. Find uh, families that are visiting from other countries often just speak their own language in their home. Find a way to get into their home uh-huh. and uh, spend time there, and and say, hey, talk talk to me in your language. Let me let me learn from you. You know, um, and they'd be happy to do that. Uh, they're not going to be cruel or mean to you. You know, they're absolutely going all. to enjoy that you want to learn their language and this white face sitting there and it'll, um, and just bring joy to their hearts too. So try to, instead of always having them on your terms, try to get into their comfort zone. Absolutely. Into their home. Absolutely. And stumble around yeah. where they're comfortable. Oh, yeah. That actually <laughs> will build a relationship. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And you'll learn it the quickest mm-hmm. and maybe open up a heart for the gospel. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's good. Um, now, we're, you're part of Worldview Ministry as you think of the need for a Bible translation around the world. Could you just give us like a big picture view of the need uh, so, some numbers as far as statistics, 7,300 languages uh, around the world. Uh, only 700 uh, or so of those have the whole Bible. Uh, 1,500 or more have the New Testament, and 1,200 more have maybe a, a book of the Bible. And that's 3,800 languages without a single portion of God's Word remaining. And the top 50 of those, I think, have 80 million speakers each. And mm-hmm. uh, These are large groups of people that need the gospel. And to put that in a human perspective, if you think of what you know from God's Word, imagine having to, to learn another language just to hear about David and Goliath and you know, Israel crossing the Red Sea, and more importantly, of course, the work of, of Jesus Christ on the cross on our behalf. Mm-hmm. And to, to have to learn a language as hard as that is in order to find hear truth, mm-hmm. and that, that's just a... a terribly sad thing. You think about all these people around the world, and some of them are even coming to our doorstep, right? And people that don't have God's Word. I know the Rohingya are here, and right. others, and God's bringing them uh, right to our doorstep sometimes, but we, we need to get God's Word to them. They're, mm-hmm. they're precious souls uh, that need to hear. And really, this is not this a fundamental responsibility it in is. the Great Commission. It is. How can you bring the gospel without bringing the word of God right. in their language? Right. And just thinking about, um, you mentioned over 700 have 
a full Bible. And I believe I saw that that roughly would be 75% of the world would be in that group of languages. Right, right. That's another 25% then that doesn't have a complete Bible. That's 2 billion people. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a big need. Yes, absolutely. And then another, I think, another 10% of, so moving up to 85% of the world would include the New Testament. Mm Mm-hmm. But just to have the New Testament is not being finished. No, no. With our job either. Yeah, exactly. It's not. So. And some sometimes if you only have the New Testament, these people are not being grounded in, and they don't have an understanding of the very foundational things that are in, in Genesis. And, you know, seeing God's working through history and and uh, through mankind's lives, you know, and His unfolding of His plan for the ages that occurs in the Old Testament, and uh, we need the whole thing. Right? Yeah, and everyone right. does. Yeah, Genesis is so huge foundation. Then you take the Psalms. If you don't have the Psalms, oh, wow. you know what? Right. You know the, yeah. the Proverbs and yeah. you know other parts of Scripture. Like, yeah. how can you uh, think of how the Psalms touches your heart when you read it, and and every emotion that you felt and cried out to the Lord for mm-hmm. is right there in, in the Psalms. To not have that, it's just. A, have you had the privilege of being there at a moment where? Uh, maybe uh, maybe a Bible's presented in a in a new language or some access to the Word of God out of a heart language, and you've just seen the difference it makes. Oh, oh, absolutely. We we went to the dedication of the Running Cory New Testament when it was completed, which is almost a couple of years. The whole Bible will be out. Mm. Praise the Lord for what that. What country is that in? Uh, Uganda. Uh-huh. And so uh, we went to that, and over four hundred people people from the Runyon Cory area speaking area, and uh, they showed up that day. And we started handing out these New Testaments, and this is the first time they were able to accurately read God's Word in their language. And they sat there, and you could see tears on people's faces, and they just broke out as a congregation singing, spontaneous. No one was leading them. They just started singing and praising the Lord. And you you, you could see those tears, and you see the joy on their faces, their hands raised in, in praise to the Lord. It was just something else to be there for that. And... Uh, I've seen some other times too, and, and just to see even the hope, like the the Madi team, and mm-hmm. also in Uganda, mm-hmm. uh, just to see their excitement about, hey, the Lord is going to give us God's word in our language too. So the team was actually there in that dedication for the Renyukori project, wow. and uh, oh man, they were so excited, and they were just fired up, and just so excited, just have that hope that God's word would be available in their in their language. That that joy, that spontaneous praising, that just that's the Holy Spirit. Oh yes, in their hearts, oh, yes. just exploding with the joy. No question. What a privilege! Do you think it's worth for young people to ask the Lord? Could does God want me to be part of that? Like, it is worth everything you can go through, every ounce of effort that you can put into it. Uh, it. You know, some people struggle with uh, doubts when they get older. Have I done anything real in my life? Have I done anything that is worthwhile? And you know, as as a Bible translator, I have no doubt about that. Wow. You know, there, there's I can't imagine a point in my life saying, uh, "Have I actually done anything?" Oh, God has allowed me to be part of something of absolutely eternal value. No question of that. Mm. And that that is just an amazing thing. And any young person, I, I want to encourage them. Encourage you out there as young people. Absolutely. If God would have you do that, that is an amazing opportunity. You know, you might reach a key person, and that's all part of it as well. But 
the person you reach is going to die. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, but your Bible, yeah. it's going to go on generations yeah. in its presence in yeah. that people and in that region. And what an incredible privilege of investment. So there may be young people who are thinking, uh, you know, what would it what what should I do now? What steps could I take to prepare? Or if I were to, you know, what kind of um, uh, preparation would be involved to become a Bible translator? Well, you you need first and foremost because Bible translation has two aspects to it. There is a a mental a scholastic um, aspect to that, but first and foremost, it is a spiritual endeavor. Mm. And when you're working, it's a difficult uh, task, and sometimes you just need the Holy Spirit to guide you in your choices. You cannot be a good Bible translator without walking with the Lord, and that is first and foremost your responsibility. As a young person, you need to make sure, and don't don't just tell yourself, oh, that's cool, I could be a Bible translator. Say, I want to be a Bible translator, but I know that I have to first have a heart for God's Word. So you need to be walking with the Lord. You need to know God's Word, and then... If the Lord allows you to go in that direction, you need to learn the biblical languages uh, and, and learn them well. Uh, you need to apply yourself to uh, some linguistic studies and um, do every, everything you can there. And don't be in too big of a hurry. Put the education you need um, in the forefront of your mind and um, because eventually you need every every tool you can. Now, of course, at some point you have to get, get to the work, but... Uh, look at it first as a long-term goal and study God's Word, study the languages, uh, study linguistics, and uh, then ask the Lord to direct you to a place where you can get plugged in and help nationals translate the Word of God into their language. As you just described that process, what comes to my mind is one of your newest team members who is uh, now uh, on the ground and beginning work over in Asia, you know, and as I just watched him, I could see that kind of serious dedication to the process of preparation. And uh, I know young people, we, we we want things to kind of happen fast. Yeah. But you do have to slow down and say, yeah. the investment I'm making, the preparation is going to take a time. And then when I get into the work, that's also going to be a yes. day in, day out grind yes, in many always, ways. It is, yes, absolutely. So don't... Um, don't become a person who likes shortcuts, even right. the way be you're living now. Yes. Be disciplined. Uh, as a young person, being disciplined, uh, it sets you out. And, I mean, it just sets you apart uh, as a person. But, of course, most of all, uh, that discipline is necessary. It's a necessary tool for God to use in your life to accomplish His purposes in you. Well, I trust that as we've just uh, shared um the testimony and the privilege that Brother Matthew Patnod has of being involved in the Bible translation um, work that uh, out across uh, the, our listeners, the Holy Spirit's touching a heart, maybe several of you. Amen. There can be this, this is another angle of, of the go mission, of great mm-hmm. commission work. Sometimes it's a little bit maybe overlooked and seen almost in a unique special class or special case, but it shouldn't be. This is an urgent need um, in our world today, and uh, we're praying that uh, God will um, stir some hearts uh, through this uh, through this podcast. Remember, the only way to stay at peace in a world of turmoil and uncertainty 
is to stay on mission with Jesus in his Go Mission. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the The Generation Podcast. If you have an issue you need help with, we have a resource that can help you. The Battle Plan for Victory is an online resource designed to help young people deal with personal sin issues through the Word of God and ultimately to find victory in the Lord Jesus Christ. To view the battle plan, please visit thegeneration.org victory.